everybody. Welcome back. I am Joe the Widget, and this is episode number 14. I am joined by my fellow hosts, as always, the UC Deckhand Rook. What's up, everybody? Got some lore to talk about, got some other things to talk about, so let's get to it. And, as always, as always, as always, the volunteer fireman from Freestar Collective, Archon. Volunteer fireman? Wow, where did that one come from? Just picked well, it up uh, out of the ether. Rook's got so much to talk about today, I don't know how much I'll even get in, but I'll try and talk as much as I can, because, yeah, I just like to talk, so let's go. The Rook episode. <laughs> dum, dum, dum. All right, so we got some news. Um, this was came in from a lot of major news outlets for gaming and non-gaming, actually. The the three bigger ones that I picked up from this and read, there was more, was IGN, Game Informer, and Forbes. And they all reported pretty much the same thing. Microsoft's Xbox division just reported $3.9 billion in revenue, its largest quarter one for its gaming arm ever. And Bethesda Starfield deserves a lot of a lot of that credit. And the reason is, is previously Xbox reported that Starfield marked the biggest launch for Bethesda ever, which is, we all know that. It's been reported all over the place. Due to its inclusion in the Game Pass, I don't know if that's really true. But anyway, now Microsoft has said that the launch of Starfield led to the biggest single day of Game Pass signups in the service history. Yeah, see, I think they got that backwards. Mm-hmm. I think that it's the biggest Game Pass sign-up ever because of Starfield, but I don't think that Starfield did good because of Game Pass. I think it was... Oh, yeah, I totally agree with that. Game Pass. I mean, Game Pass, yes, a lot of people have it, but the fact that it exploded because of Starfield obviously shows that Starfield was the reason, not the other way around. Which is yeah. true. I mean, it literally says Starfield... The launch of Starfield led to the big old, biggest single day of Game Pass signups. So, because right. of Starfield, that's awesome though. And there's still a lot of people playing it. Last time I looked on the Game uh, Game Pass app, over a thousand people were currently logged into the game. Thousand? That number's got to be bigger than that. Uh, there was also a lot of people waiting to play. <laughs> <laughs> So there's probably people sitting in Game Pass on the uh, login screen or something, but there were over a thousand actively playing. I was not say to mention I, Steam I, and yeah, I saw something not that long ago that said something about like Starfield had over a hundred thousand concurrent players at once. So I don't know, a thousand seems pretty low. Maybe it's like a thousand in your region. Maybe. But you also gotta think this is just Game Pass, this isn't counting Steam and whatnot. We also have one other piece of big news that uh, Widget did not put in his notes, but episode two of Raw and Nerdy is out. So make oh, yeah. sure you get out and watch or listen to it because it is a great episode. We had a really awesome guest host on there with us, and uh, she knocked it out of the park great episode those of that have listened to it have had nothing but good things to say about it so get out and check out raw nerdy on all podcasting sites yes please we love making these podcasts so any yeah and all that y'all do for us is great and raw nerdy has been an absolute blast to do 
Dude, Raw and Nerdy is just two, three guys, and if we have a guest host, a guest host just sitting around talking nerd. <laughs> yeah, about everything. I think we spent half, the, half, half of the last episode talking about books. Yeah. yeah. And fantasy and this, books. This next uh, episode three, we got something really cool in store, too, and I'm really excited about it. So you'll have to check that out on Monday as well when it comes out. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get into our, our week in game. Um, I have a lot to do, so I'll let, obviously let one of you guys go first. I'll let Archon go first. You know, I want to let Widget go first because he never gets to go first. So, you know what? Spill it all. <laughs> go for it. Do it. It's your day. It's your time to shine. Okay. Do it. I made my challenge character. Uh, Rogar. Your personal challenge. My character. personal challenge character. My my politician that I talked about in the last episode. And um, when I started out, I, I sold my first series of, of weapons that I collected. And I went to go get Andresia. You know, I got to get my boo. She's like, I, even if I'm not using her, I have to have her there. But you Just, need to spell her name right next time. Yeah, You know what? Stop with the whole <laughs> spelling thing in the notes. It's just quick. I jot them down. You don't need to know in it. They don't need to know that. <laughs> Gotta give you a hard time, bro. Yeah. I went to go get the artifact, and I realized I had sold my cutter. I've done that. And then the, the, the thing that got me, though, is, is that this was in a mining facility. Mm-hmm. I went all over that place thinking there's got to be a cutter here somewhere. I spent probably 20 minutes going backtracking and checking every corner of that place, realizing they had no cutters anywhere, not even a, a cutter cabinet. Mm-hmm. Which didn't make any sense. So I had to go all the way back to New Atlantis, buy a no, cutter. You, you want to know a secret? Yeah. You can shoot the artifacts free with a gun. Okay. I did, well. the, I did the exact same thing when I picked up Andresia. I, for, I forgot I sold my cutter and had to figure it out. And well, I shot at it to see what happens. Yeah. And it cleared it. Well, I still need a cutter anyway because I couldn't get many minerals. True. Unless you can shoot at them, too, which I doubt. <laughs> no, you, you can't do that. No. Nah. <laughs> so that was my interesting beginning. Um, and then I decided to do one thing I haven't done yet, and that's do the side quest in New Atlantis. I think I've done maybe one in the past, because I don't really care for that city. It's mm-hmm. pretty, but I, I, I can't stand the layout. It takes forever to go anywhere in that place. And the well's worse. So I went and decided to go ahead and do it. And I remember there's this... I always get this uh, quest was activity to go talk to the scientist by the tree. So I figured, you know what? I'm going to give that a go. I want to see what this is about. And I got to be honest, the story of the quest was just, no. I don't know if you guys have done it, but apparently this special tree is morphing inside and creating vibrations to communicate. So I got very big. I have, I've, I've gotten, gotten that to that point. Every single time, but I've never done it. Yeah, I've gotten that point, but uh, I've actually never completed it. I did complete it. And there was this point where you have to do some illegal activity or not. I talked my way out of it. Didn't have to do illegal activity. But then when I would went turn it in, I don't want to know what you had to do to do this, so don't tell me, so I'm not liable. I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Everything was legit. And the reward was just 2,000 credits for all of that. And it was actually a pretty extensively long quest. And the other scientist, his rival, is a tool. Mm-hmm. You know it's kind of hard not to talk about politics when you're playing a politician, but yeah. 
isn't the whole point of a politician to choose the illegal options? No. <laughs> only only if there's a bribe involved. If it's if it, you know, oh. fills the pocket, cool. But if I'm going to go break into someone's house where it can affect my record, which will be public if I try to go for office, no. Okay. All right. That's <laughs> fair. That's fair. All right, let's let's get back away from the political spectrum and get back on track. All right. I have been live streaming my new my challenge character. I got my live stream back up, which is twitch.tv the widget if anyone's curious. So I've been doing that in the evenings periodically after work. Um and I started doing cooking on my new character. I really wanted to see what that was about cuz I've I've always avoided picking up any kind of food when I'm running around killing stuff. But this time I decided to go give it a shot. And there are things that make it worthwhile like alien tea which you can make from the beginning without having to put any points in anything which gives you a two percent xp bonus which doesn't seem like much but if you keep that going as you're that could lead to an additional level or two and i'm also curious if the nutrition skill will increase that effect and there's a lot of different foods yeah there's a lot of different foods that give you more different different xp bonuses they give you all kinds of stat bonuses you don't have to use chems so I'm I'm digging into it now. Just started going into it. I got gastrolo- gastrology or whatever it is, the food science. So I'm working on that. Um, yeah. So far, I put most of my skill points in social, like I said I was going to do. Um, commerce, gastronomy, which is the right one I was trying to get at earlier. Persuasion, scavenging, and negotiation. I want to get bribery too, which is a must. I haven't put anything in science. And the only things I put in um pilot in the 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 ship is piloting uh security and targeting which is like a must-have for everybody really yeah especially security yeah i've been using barrett as my follower that guy is just awesome he's garbage in combat but makes up for it with his talking I was going to say, originally put it in my nose so he makes up for it with his mouth, but that could go <laughs> the wrong way. <laughs> so I, that, I left that part out. Uh, back in. Yeah. <laughs> I did the brownouts quest, actually, today. And I don't know if anyone's done that. That's in the well. Yeah, I've done that quest. And I, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But there's something that interesting happened. Okay, this is kind of random for me. But I haven't spent too much time in the well because it is kind of confusing and there's not really much down there. But after I did the second junction box, because you have to run around getting junction boxes to set, reset the grid and stuff like that, there was a door that was locked, a novice lock. So I thought maybe that's going to be a shortcut through to get to the next area. So I went ahead and unlocked it. As soon as you open up, you go into a living room and there's a dead body face down on the ground clearly been murdered as soon as i looted the key off of him a freaking robot dog jumps me yep and that it was just it surprised me it was just random big bruno and i went I and searched we the, could have tamed it yeah i went and looked at the computer just to see what the story was behind that and you clearly find out that um big bruno is a black market model s robot that this guy tofu went to go by and stiff the guy went back to his apartment with the stolen robot who then the the guy he stole it from initiated a kill command on it and killed him hmm. and it, it cracked me up because every email ended with you got tofu like this guy was a tool 
<laughs> yeah, I've got. done that one. The amount of detail where you got random stuff like that is what makes, to me, makes this great game a good game. I go as far as say a great game. I absolutely love it. And I always, I'm always finding new little random things like that. I know plenty of my listeners probably have already seen this, but if you haven't, it's it's funny. It's it's random. Uh, and then at the end of that quest, there is it's one of those typical do the right thing, take a bribe, or cover it up. Now I did the bribe part because obviously I'm the politician. The bribe came up, I took it. I got a whopping twenty five hundred credits for it. All I want to do is just shoot that lady. I was like, come on, really? That's it? So out of curiosity, what I did is I loaded the save before that, went back and turned it in to do it the right way, and I got 2,500 credits. I think that they should, like, when when somebody's offering you a bribe, they should tell you what the bribe is before you decide if you're going to take it or not. Like, in, in real life, if somebody says, hey, I'll bribe you if you don't do it, they're, they're not going to say it. They'll be like, hey, I'll give you X amount if you keep your mouth shut. And then you know whether or not you can take the bribe. Yeah, she's I wish yeah. you can talk down people from fees and stuff. Why can't we talk up bribes? You right. can with the bribe skill. Oh, okay. Because there's one point where you can get your offer a 20,000 credit bribe that you can talk up to 50,000 credit with that skill. Nice. I won't but say what. I should be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, that skill actually unlocks the ability to bribe more people. So I am looking okay. forward to getting that skill. <laughs> I want to see what, what mm-hmm. that comes out of. I'm still trying to get that 5 million credits, and I'm, I'm having trouble getting past 30,000 at the moment, but I'm getting there. He's only level 11. So you just got to stick with a Class A ship the entire game. Yeah, yeah. I don't know because I already I did the mantis. So I already got the mantis ship, the the razor's le- razor leaf. It's garbage, but it's better than the frontier garbage. And I I turned the frontier into a makeshift cargo ship. It cost me like twenty five thousand, and it's, it's it's junk. But it has cargo space, <laughs> so I can do <laughs> it. I went and got my first outpost in bezel three B, like I always do. Set that up. But I had no cargo in my cargo ship to do anything with it, so I had to put cargo in there, and it's still not enough, but it's better than nothing. Yeah, so that was my weekend game, guys. Sounds like you actually had a pretty pretty solid week. You got a lot done. It was fun. I'm mean, only level 11, but I'm getting there. I haven't gotten my un- my first power unlocked or anything like that yet. Yeah, I didn't get a whole lot of time to play this week. Um I got a lot of stuff that's been going on in real life this week, um, getting my house completely recited and everything, and that's been taking up quite a bit of my week. But I did get to play my main a little bit. Um, I was finally able to finish the Freestar Ranger quest. I've been working on it forever and haven't really had a chance to like see it through. So I got to see the, the, the ship at the end for the first time, and... It's that, better than I was expecting. Yeah, right? That that ship's a beast for that quest line. Yeah, that ship is pretty solid, and the quest wasn't that hard to get it. So, yeah, highly recommend doing that if you haven't, and if you uh, need, just need a ship. Cause I'm curious, though. So, what way did you go at the end of that? Well, I went, I went the good way. Ah, uh, okay, you turned it in. I didn't do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> That particular oh, you didn't do quest, the thing I did. Yeah, that particular quest is the quest I was talking about a little bit ago when it came to bribing. 
Yeah. I have not taken the bribe. I've threatened him, and I've killed him, but I've never taken a bribe. I did. Well, see, if I'd have known I could get 20, 20K for the bribe, I probably would have took it. But, uh, yeah, I just, I turned him in, and but I got the ship, and that was exciting. This is the f- first time for me. Um, I love I that ship, week. yeah. I should have a little bit more playtime this week, and I'm going to start a new character and do something a little interesting. Okay. Um, I'm going to play this playthrough exclusively with my Xbox controller. And I want to... Obviously, I'm still playing on on PC, but I'm going to play it with my Xbox controller, and, I, and I'm planning, hopefully next week, to do a bit of a comparison on how the game is between playing it with a controller versus playing it with the keyboard and mouse just to see which one's kind of a better experience for the game. Um, I am both a, a console and PC player, so my opinion should be mostly unbiased because I like both. So I'm just going to kind of see which one kind of flows better with Starfield. That's a really good idea. Yeah, I have an idea of which one I'm probably going to like better, but... We'll see. Is there anything special with this new character? Or are you just going to just roll it for fun? Uh, just for fun for the most part. Um, I am starting completely from scratch, though. You want to make no a stealth assassin. Probably. You want to make a stealth assassin. A stealth assassin. With, with sniper Maybe. rifles. Maybe. We'll see. People in, in our... so much. It's hard to, to, to go away from them. Yeah. There's a lot of people in our in our Discord chat complain about bullets and how much they cost. Well, on my main, I don't hardly buy any ammo. Well, it takes me 20 rounds to clear a place. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I'm running around with pistols. And I'm buying ammo left and right. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a you problem. But <laughs> one of my pistols does nearly 200 points of damage per shot, so I'm good. Then why are you complaining? Because ammo's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it can be for certain guns, that's for sure. I think I griped maybe, about that a couple episodes ago, so I'm not going to say anything. Maybe I'll try a stealth assassin. We'll see. I mean, I've done the stealth. I, I did the stealth route on my pacifist character, and I don't know. I didn't do any sniping, but... And there's a lot of skills trees that you can blend together to make it freaking awesome and fun. But anyway, anything else? Uh, that's pretty much how my week goes. Or wait, I've I've I played a little of a different game, obviously, but for the most part, I mean, I tried to get in as much Starfield as I could. I just didn't really have a whole lot of time. Yeah, I've had weeks like that. I don't. I'm not a pro. I'm I'm not like one of those guys who like hovers over people while they're doing work. But like, I like to at least be out there and and see what's going on and you know. I don't micromanage. I let them do their job. I'm paying them to do a job. I trust they're going to do the job. But I like to watch them and, and just watch what they're doing. So um, I've spent a lot of time out there with them while they've been siding and stuff, and it looks really cool. I really I really watch, like watching my house transform from a 90-year-old house with chipping paint to, like, this beautiful new siding. It's, it's amazing. I so it's it. going to look like a 90-year-old house with brand-new clothes no no it actually looks like a a fairly newer house now is it's getting there nice so yeah it's good it's always exciting been doing a lot of facelifting and stuff 
We shall see. All right, Rook, what you got, man? Ah, uh, well, uh, I hate to say it, but my bounty hunter has become my primary character. It is no longer my challenge character. Why do you say it? I tried to, I deleted all but two saves on my main character, and it still bugs out every time I go to uh, New Atlantis, so. Ah, uh, that sucks. I've, I've given up on it. Um, I worked on my ship build. I'm working on a new design to where I'm taking um, two wide uh, engine nacelles, and I'm going to put, uh, put them on either side of my ship, and it looks pretty cool. I just got to finish it because it has a... Th- 30 mobility or under that somewhere um but i unlocked the best engines in the game so now i gotta put those on the ship oh you did get those and they're expensive yeah they are <laughs> but they are the best engines and it will put my ship up to 100 mobility so i'm gonna get them um i also knocked out the companion quest for sam um he is now my lover the problem is <laughs> I don't know if you get to marry him. I haven't gotten that part yet. Um, he did. I did sleep with him once, and he goes, you know the things you do with your arms and your legs and whatnot? That's got to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> um, working to see if there is marriage with him, so we'll see what happens. Um, I need to get back into doing the UC quests. Uh, like I said last week, I had Sam with me running through the UC quests, and he did not like their version of history. <laughs> Which makes uh, sense, yeah. Yeah, considering he's uh, was a former Freestar Ranger, yeah, I would say so. Um, this is still my most played game by far, even if I have been slacking on playing. I have over 11 days and one hour in the game. Um, there's just so much to do in this game, and I love it. Uh, I did have some minor glitches with this character, though. I landed on a planet, and uh, when I went to go back into my ship... The door was gone. It was like you could just see through the textures. Mm. Um, that that just took a restart, save, and restart of the game, and everything came back properly. Yeah, those minor glitches like that, the C class bugs. Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised. It's been a few weeks now since we've had any form of patch or any sorts of fixes or anything. I, we oh, we no, talked right? about it a couple episodes ago, but how everyone's expecting a big patch coming yeah there's gotta I be think something that's big why coming. there's gotta be something big coming hopefully a content patch that would be amazing now i have one glitch with sam uh on his mission on his uh, companion quest you have to talk to him in front of the uh solomon co statue well there was one point where he just stood still he would not move at all, no matter what I did. So I had to literally walk up and kept pushing him into mm-hmm. the statue until I got to the point where I could talk to him. Right after I completed that quest, he followed me, no problem. Um, another interesting thing of note I noticed today was that uh, the co- to get completionist, the average is 153 hours. I'm nowhere near completionist, and I have well over 200 hours. <laughs> Yeah, you're like 300 hours at, at 11 days. Yeah, yeah like 11 days, one hours. hour. Uh, let's like see. 300, buddy. 265 hours. That's pretty huge. I, I think they're the game's version of completionist is doing all the achievements. But even that, I feel like it would be really hard to get all the achievements that well, fast. One of the achievements is get to a level 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, well, you could use easy. the bases to do that, but... Yeah, that's easy. You could you could get to level 100 really fast. 
if people have started steam uh what's the word i'm looking for um if people started speed running the game they're going to skew those numbers bad oh yeah oh yeah so now like what they what they consider to be the speed run is it just doing the main quest which most likely is just the case that's 20 hours average usually speedrunners find (laughs) some weird glitch to like teleport them right to the end oh yeah but uh that's pretty much my my uh time in uh the game is i worked on the sam quest which is interesting because i i one of the reasons why i picked barrett as my uh companion is to try to go through his quest without being his lover i'm gonna go to the friend zone I did his, I did Sam's friend zone quest with my main after I'd married Sarah. So it's actually pretty interesting. I got to see both sides of his story. Cool. One thing, guys, is we do have the competition going for our our ship, which is the um, cargo ship. We had, we talked about the requirements in the last episode. Uh, and I want to, you know, point back out that it has to be submitted on our Discord server. We had a couple of submissions through X. Those don't qualify. I'm sorry. They need to post it on our Discord server, and we have an actual chat just for that called Contest. Just post your pictures there, and you have until the following, this coming Wednesday uh, at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to fit, finalize your submission, get it in there, and we'll be judging it and uh, just announcing the winner on next episode. So we are, we did notice a little wonky thing with the uh, stats block. Uh, if you create your ship, you need to take one picture in the builder so we can see your mobility because for some reason that doesn't show it on the stat block after completion. And it has to be white. If it's red, it means it's being uh, modified. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. One thing, just a pro tip here as far as the contest goes, if you are really concerned about your money and building a ship, we have had a couple people build their ships, submit them, and then revert to previous saves. That's perfectly fine as long as you get the ship built and get it submitted. It does not matter if you revert your saves or anything after that point. So just a pro tip, if, if, if you want to do it, but you don't want to have to spend all your money to do it, that is the way to do it. Yeah, we're not we're not trying to get you to fly the ship into combat and do all these amazing things. It's <laughs> just a shipbuilding competition. Yep, we want to see your design, what you can do with it by meeting the criteria of 60 mobility and 7,000 cargo space. Mm-hmm. And the reason we put that there is that it gives you a challenge on having on how you have to design the ship. Not just oh, for yeah. looks, but making it actually a functional cargo ship. And we've got some really cool submissions. I'm, I'm really excited to see what else people put, come up with. All right. Well, if you do want to win, make sure it looks cool, too. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Make your pink unicorn ship. We're going to be the ones judging, so, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get into the side mission of the week really quick before Rook dives into his lore. And this one I found to be very interesting because it has a unique reward to it. It's called the Space Frog from Outer (laughs) Space. The Space Frog from Outer Space. Yeah, redundant. But a little kid, um, Renee Shelby in Sidonia on Mars, gives this quest out. She's concerned that it's too bleak and people are down in Sidonia, so she asked you to put up these posters of this character she's drawn, hand-drawn, by the way, the Space Frog from Outer Space. And you have to go around Sidonia posting these posters. You get, like, 12 credits for it, but the coolest thing about this quest is you get to put up your her, her frog posters and your outposts and places like that. 
That is pretty cool. I've done her quest. She was one of the first ones in Sidonia I did on my main. Well, yeah. How do you not do a quest for a cute little kid? I mean, <laughs> right. You have to find her first. And if you don't happen to run past where she's located. Yeah, you won't find her. Yeah. She's not right out in the open. We'll say that. Yeah. All right. All right, Rook. What you got, man? My turn. So since I'm doing lore, you know, this is also faction of the week. The United Colonies. So, everybody knows about MAST, which stands for Military Administrative and Scientific Triumvirate Council. They lift the C out of it. Um, the reason why I mention that... School. It doesn't sound as cool. Matsy. <laughs> um, so, the United Colonies are a militarized and highly organized society, with MAST being their pretty much your government for all intents and purposes. Um, you have to serve in a branch of MAST, which is military, administrative, or scientific. And that's how you grant, gain your citizenship. Foreigners, however, must serve in the Vanguard to get their citizenship. Now, an issue with that is that nobody wants to be in the military, really. They'd rather be in the administrative scientific sector. So what united colonies did was they made military service the fastest way to earn your citizenship so you have to serve less time in that service to gain your citizenship um and if you serve with distinction in the military you get first grade citizenship and i'm not going to give any spoilers for that um yeah because <laughs> you as a player mass, can achieve that mast has a secret intelligence group called the aegis which I don't know how they got that name, and you only—I've only dealt with them like once in one quest. Yeah, I've been really uh, hoping that they would have some kind of like big quest line with them, mm -hmm. but they don't yet. Yeah, um, at least still not that I've coming seen. though. Yeah, yet, yeah, yes, yet being the keyword. But with them being primarily military organized, you have uh, military and security duties that are performed by UC Security and Safety, UC System Defense. And the UC Vanguard. And the Vanguard are um, all f civilian captains, not from the Navy. Uh, there are some defunct military departments that you learn about doing the UC quest um, or doing Sarah's quest. You got the UC Navigator Corps, mm -hmm. which Sarah was a part of. Um, then you have the UC Xeno Warfare Division, which was disbanded after the Colony War as an agreement for the treaty. One thing I found interesting is one of the very first places you go into in the beginning of the game is an old Xeno Warfare base. Mm-hmm. There's all they they did a good job of spreading out Xeno Warfare abandoned bases and stuff that you can find some cool stuff in. And I kinda got when I was going through it on my new character. A little side note, sorry. But mm -hmm. it looked like they actually created a Terramorph at that facility. From Probably what it looked did. like from everything I was reading in there. Yeah. No, I wouldn't be surprised. Right after you leave the first base or the first mining facility and you go to the place where you have to kill the Crimson Fleet people. Yeah, Crete. And you're in there, like, you hear, if you listen to the people, they're like, oh, the Terramorph is loose. Yeah, the yeah that's, is the, that's loose. the place I'm talking about. It's one of the first places you go into. Yeah, that... you, you can hear them, like, yelling that it's loose. I never, I've never seen it, but apparently it got loose. There are heat leeches in it all over that building, too. Oh, uh, there's... There is a catch with the heat leeches. Um, I'll explain that later in the UC stuff. 
Um, <laughs> so operational departments of the UC military are you have your Navy, your security and safety. They're the guys that are running around with USEC on their ear. Uh, then you have the UC Navy, which is divided up into the Marine Corps, the System Defense, and the Vanguard. That it sounds like it's probably their biggest branch, obviously, because of space. Um, but they also have what they call the Terramorph Management Division. That's still an active thing. Because Terramorphs are a major issue if they're found in any of the older colonies. Uh, the United Colonies were founded in 2159 when uh, humans th arrived, or three years after humans arrived in the Alpha Centauri system. New Atlantis was founded one year later, and a year after that, in 2161, New Atlantis became the capital of the United Colonies. Um, so I found this bit interesting when I found it. I don't remember where I found the information. But uh, rapid industrialization of the old colony is uh, what you see now from New Atlantis. The old colony is the old sector called the Well. Hmm. Yeah, I found that interesting when I read that. So if you ever want, if you've ever gone to the well, you're in the original colony of New where Atlantis. Which is all the poor people live. Which is how it tends to turn out when it built, because you build up and out, mm -hmm. and then the, the old stuff gets forgotten. So everybody knows that we had the Narian War in 2196, and it lasted until 2216. Uh, it was brought on from the 21 and 2194 when the UC tried to expand into the Narian system by putting the Clinic Star Station above the Depolis or Depala. How are you said it? Yeah, uh, Depala. That was their attempt at expanding. Uh, the Narian people protested by voting to join the Cree Star Collective, which escalated in escalated the dispute into full out war. Um, I'm not going to go into details because everybody knows about it. It was concluded by the Treaty of Narian. Uh, yeah, we talked a lot about that, the Freestar. Um, not long after that. And now some of this information you'll learn just by walking through the UC. Um, it is heavily biased in the UC quest when you're going through that history tunnel. After that, the Londinian in the Toamon system had its spaceport destroyed to... The effective reasoning was to prevent Terramorph spread because it became overran with Terramorphs. When you run the real, the run the UC quest, you learn the real reason why it was destroyed. It is a spoiler, so. so <laughs> yeah, that's why I said what I said and yeah. didn't go into detail. Um, and that has to do with something Widget said a few minutes ago. Not long after this, uh, war broke out again. Uh, you had the Colony War from 2308 to 2311. Uh, it started due to the Free Star Collective trying to colonize the Fourth System, which violates the Treaty of Narian. The UC retaliated by killing all the defenders of the planet Vesta, and then uh, all-out war broke. So the UC Navy ultimately lost uh, the major space battle over the planet over the uh in the Cheyenne system which led to the end of the war they got devastated by a bunch of uh civilian captains flying their ships because they're not held to the same rules as a major uh navy is so the treaty there the armistice treaty cr uh created 
the Armistice Vault, where you have to have all three factions between the Veyron, Freestar Collective, and UC all agreeing to let anybody go in there. It also led to the abolishment of Mech Warfare and Xeno Warfare, so you don't have those anymore, and all that information is kept in the vault. There were some other things, but I covered that last uh, on the last war. Uh, I forgot what episode that was, so if you want to hear more about that battle or that war, you can find it in a previous episode. Currently, in-game, you see forces, you see them on alert a lot. They're on patrol a lot. Uh, and it's because of the Crimson Fleet aggression. There is no yeah. other reason. It's You see them fighting the Crimson Fleet. They make comments about the Crimson Fleet being so far away from their territory. To wrap this up, the systems that you see controls are Alpha Centauri, Wolf, and Soul. With Wolf being the location of the den where you can actually sell contraband without actually getting your ship scanned flying to it. I have other reasons why I don't like the den, but that's <laughs> because I can't play my main character now. <laughs> per- and like completely I, personal. Completely personal. Completely. <laughs> um, and like I said, Sam makes some really offhand comments about the UC's version of history, and then the only thing he agrees with is the Armistice Vault. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mentioned really- that. I find it really interesting running through both the UC questline and the Freestar questline, how differently they tell the same story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's- you see this, you see one, the story of, what is that planet called? Nira? Uh, you hear the Battle of Nira, and you hear more about the mech side of things in the Freestar while the UC glances over everything. All right. Well, that's, you know, some of that I didn't know, but we did talk about those wars a lot the last time. Yeah, that's that, that's the problem is there's so much overlapping war between the Freestar Collective and UC because of the wars that um, I could go into detail telling you all the f- most notable people and stuff like that. But that takes the fun out of it because then you got you actually meet these people when you play the game. I think it's going to be very yeah. interesting when we actually attempt to do the Varun and the yeah, Crimson I'm- Fleet. Really can't wait for the Varun. Varun's going to be the hardest one because I haven't seen a lot of lore about the Varun. It's going to take well, some What digging. I'm saying is, like, I'm I'm really looking forward to when they add that Varun quest line into the game because I think that's going to be the like richest and like most in depth out of all the quest lines mm-hmm. because there's so much there that they haven't told us yet. So like, once we finally get it, I think it's going to be really good. I mean, even doing the UC quest line, you got to go to the Varun embassy, but it's not a. I, I figured I'd find more lore in there for the Varun since there wasn't much else out there. Yeah. There are a few things you can dig up in that, that facility, the embassy. Mm-hmm. And I know there's some planets that you can go to that give you a little bit more information, but we don't know where their home planet is. That That's the biggest thing. Yeah. You don't know where their home planet is. There's no star because the Crimson Fleet, you know where their home system is. You know the three systems each between the two major factions, but why did they not tell us where at least the Varun home system is? We're going to do some piecing together because we need to look through um, Andreja's questline because that gives a lot of information about it and their structure. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into why, but if you haven't done her questline, yeah, it goes into a big time. We should probably have Venus help us get the data on this. <laughs> Compile yeah, it together and get a good lore episode, yeah. We could actually make that a goal in the Discord. Just get as many people that can chime in on what they found about Varun lore. 
and put it and start building a timeline or something in the Discord. And if you guys don't know, our Discord is discord.gg forward slash raw podcast. And yeah, it was, there's it was a lot of cool. conversation. It was kind of cool in there to see this week people posting screenshots about what I was talking about last week about finding those letters mm-hmm. made out of, sil- <laughs> out of silverware. An M has been found. An M has been found. And I, I know I've seen an uh, a Y and I know I've seen an N. Maybe it spells money and it's going to lead us to a whole bunch of money somewhere. I was hoping you found a Y, an M, a C, and an A. No, I didn't find a YMCA, but that would be hilarious. The, somebody actually posted a screenshot of the um, contradictory freezer that's out of ice, covered in ice. I posted yeah. that same screenshot a while back. I know. <laughs> that, that was the first thing I thought of when that guy posted that. I was like, which had already posted this a while back? <laughs> it's It's yeah. hilarious. I love it. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff like that. We we love seeing those pictures. I think we have uh, in our Discord. We have an actual like uh, Easter egg channel. Yep. Mm-hmm. We found a couple things and posted in there. I posted a few. Like which one was the big one that I did last? Other than the bowl of bills. On the John, the, uh, the Swiss Family. The Swiss yeah. Family Robinson. We have several chats in in our Discord just devoted to Star Starfield. So if you're not in there yet. Come in and join us. We have a lot of fun in there all week long. There's um, always activity, so it's not like a boring chat where there's people always in there talking. And just about every night, one of the three of us, if not all of us, are in the chat talking with people, like in the actual voice chat, talking with people, just having fun gaming. Mm-hmm. Or Widget, a lot of times, will be streaming whatever game he's playing at the time. Sometimes I'll stream whatever I'm playing at the time. We just have a lot of fun in there, so... Come join us. Discord.gg forward slash raw podcasts. All one word, people. Yeah. <laughs> and we got an email um, from Vasco the Red. Who wants to read this? I can read it. I did enough talking. Uh, he said, what are some moments in the game that you will always remember? Looking forward to raw and nerdy. Be safe out there. Appreciate that. Especially the shout out for the new show. Um, Honestly, when I discovered the powers that my theory was right, I was all giddy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think... There's a for lot me, from the main story that was like that. Like For me, it was like the first revelation of the Starborn and not knowing who they were or what they were and thinking that I was right about the, the alien life being sadly wrong, but <laughs> that part was pretty cool for me. I really liked the whole revelation of the starboard and like suddenly there's this like super advanced race out there that's trying to like thwart you and it's like, whoa, where'd these guys come from? And now every time you play, you see him at different locations. You see the hunter at different locations. <laughs> yeah, he's been there all along. Like I've started a new game before and noticed that he's just sitting there in, the, in, in New Atlantis, just sitting at the bar or something. I still have yet to see him. I've seen him at New Atlantis. And then, not long after that, I went to the hitching post at uh, in Aquila uh, City, and there he mm-hmm. is. And I have another philosophical qu- conversation. His conversations are awesome because they become philosophical. The thing is, I don't think I've ever gone into the bars, though. That's probably that, why. That's probably why, because I'm too busy uh, focused on actually, killing stuff. The viewport actually has a quest that is a stealthy quest. Um, I don't. Hmm. Can I tell you, you this? Yes, I'm going to tell you this. You know you can hire... Like, Yo, I know that. Yeah, I just bars, haven't right? done that. I've just always used... Um, what little times I've used crew, I just used the Constellation. 
Yeah, I actually picked up a sniper from uh, I, there. I hired. I mean, there's a lot of like named NPCs that you can hire in there yeah. too, and then you could hire just like random ones. I've been always meaning to do it. I just haven't. I know Especially, there's there's quests and stuff there I can do and hire people. I just haven't done it. The only issue I have right now with hiring people from the bars is none of them have the high stats that you see from the Constellation crew, but they are crew Double that you can do. take there. And now you got to remember their skills add to your skills. So the named ones do though. Some of the named ones do have pretty decent skills though. And like, I have the Simeon guy and I think the max skill he has is like two stars. Yeah. They already said, um, but already said that the, the highest stats you're going to get are from constellation, the main characters, mm -hmm. but well, like you can well, like, take these guys, you can get these crew members from the, bar and not and be able to play the way you want without upsetting constellation members there is That's a key true. and you can also send them to your outpost or on your outpost and stuff like that mm -hmm. but like i don't know some of the best crew members i've found are not constellation like the one Raphael guy that you get that you can save from that one time distortion quest he's one of the best outpost people you can get in the game Mm -hmm. let, our, let our listeners chime in on this. Email us, message us, message it in Discord. We want to hear what you guys think about yeah. what you think is the best, you know, followers, companions, crew members, whatever. Let us know what you think. I, I just used constellations. I thought they were the best in their stats, and it, it didn't really bother me too much. I like the um, different spacecraft stats I can get with Sarah and and I Sarah. just farted. Sam, Sam and uh, Barrett. He's Barrett got, yeah, he's got some yeah. decent weapon stuff. Which does add yeah, a lot. But as far as outposts go, like Lynn and uh, that other dude, what, what's his name? The two people that you can get that were originally with you on the first which They are technically yeah. main story. Yeah. Yeah, but they're not Constellation. No, they're not. But you can get them. Um, the, the dude you get from saving and the di Raphael from the time distortion, he's one of the best outpost people. If so not, he is the so, best. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's amazing. So, like, there's also a couple people that I've hired. Like, the one guy um, where you, like, save him in the main story quest where you, Montero? like... Yeah, what is his name? Matera. It's like Matera oh, or Mateo, Mateo or something like that. Yeah, you can go back to the bar in uh, in Sidonia and hire him as a crew member as well. Like, there's a lot of those little things that mm -hmm. help. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're pretty useful. I wanted to mention really exactly. quick. Um, Vasco did have his favorite moment, but he didn't put it in words. He put it as a picture. Mm -hmm. Which was interesting because it was a picture of three stuffed animals with um, cubes on their head inside of a locker. <laughs> oh, hey, I had I had one where I came across three stuffed animals and they looked like they were having a party. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've seen one where there was like I think it was three and they looked like there was like a murder scene going on or something. Like one of them was holding a steak knife, another one was like like. Fell over with like ketchup or something on him. <laughs> yeah, it looked like a, a whole murder scene going on. So I'll post that picture um, on Friday in our Discord so people can see it if they want to come check it out. Yeah, what, what Vasco had it was is pretty interesting. Oh yeah, and there's a lot of people out there putting like Barrett and everybody in swimsuits. Oh my gosh, I've seen so many hilarious like in my groups, so many hilarious like 
family vacation photo albums that people will make of <laughs> their honeymoons and things like that that they've taken with their characters and it's like just them in all different like just poses and it's so funny i said it before on the show i'm gonna say it again um i was against the whole photo mode thing thinking it was garbage in the beginning but I, i've been using it like crazy and really enjoying it yeah. So I've, I posted a lot of my pictures on the Discord. One of these days, I'm going to just select all my best ones I've taken and make a little photo album and put in there. All Gosh. these scenes. Widget's family vacation album? <laughs> it's all these, like, just environmental scenes, like the moon or the sun coming up the right way and or being on the moon and seeing the planet right there. Now, I am, highly, I am highly disappointed in planet Earth. Yeah. I, mean, I landed on the planet and looked... With the moon behind me, I went right to the planet, turned around, looked up at the stars, and didn't see the moon. Well, maybe you were on the wrong side of the planet. No, maybe no, no. I was on the other side. I landed on the side of the planet with the moon right here, and then I landed with the planet with the moon to my back, literally. I've been on Earth and seen the moon. So have I. It might have been the time of day. I mean, the sun was right there. <laughs> yeah, that could have something to do with it. <laughs> thing I don't understand about Earth is, like, no matter where I've landed... I understand what happened to the Earth and everything, but no matter where I've landed, I've never seen any water. Anywhere. You're not going to. Well, the you thing are. is, is our magnetosphere and whatnot is what keeps our water on our planet. And once that's gone, it will just evaporate into space. That's why uh, everything my is just issue, My issue is you don't see any remnants of buildings only after 300 years. Unless they're key locations. We have so many oceans that are so deep that if, it, if even if there was no water, there would still be like giant chasms. Well, to be honest, um, as from a design standpoint, for them to put ruins on every place on Earth would have taken the entire development time just to do that. I know. And <laughs> it was easier just to make Earth a barren flat land, uh, desert instead of the deep crevices like Mariana's Trench going down into that. Logically, you're right, though. It doesn't make sense. Like, you can go to the NASA launch facility, which is still halfway out of the sand, but yet there's no other tall buildings anywhere in sight. Where's the rest of the facility? We yeah. all know the St. Louis Arch is surrounded by buildings. You go to the St. Louis Arch, and it's just an arch out of the sand. They could have maybe the buildings added a little bit more. Yeah, I do. Th when it comes to Earth, because a lot of more people want to see what Earth, what their interpretation of Earth was going to look like, and you get there, and it's just like it's a rocky, sandy desert. There's no real geographical differences from point A and point B. I can go to where I think the Statue of Liberty should be, and then I can go to where the Marianas Trench should be, and they're the same level. I did like get to do one off, thing I've always you know, dreamed of in real life but it's a completely different experience in the game but I went to the moon and looked right at the earth even though it's, yeah. it looks like the moon because it's all barren and dead but I got to do it <laughs> hey I like the fact that they, you can actually go and see the lander and it's still there yeah and the I Mars rover does exist yeah. in the game I know I got a picture of that I got I didn't oh, cool. I, I thought I took a picture yet. of it it's uh, you actually when you're in NASA if you go and look at the rover display and read it, it gives you the waypoint for it. One of one of my one of my really awe awe strike moments was when I uh, had went on one of the moons. I think it's of Saturn. You go to one of the moons of Saturn that's like habitable and looks like kind of nice and stuff, and then you just like turn around and there's Saturn in all of its glory. 
so it's just huge behind you and it's so beautiful and it's just like oh, oh i love i've i visited every planet now in our solar system just in awe because i just picture myself actually being there because i've always dreamed mm-hmm. of doing so seeing those planets in person even the uh dwarf planet pluto yeah or pluto or star. <laughs> my it's issue with pluto it doesn't have the heart on it I flew around Pluto. I searched <laughs> around Pluto and couldn't find that heart shape that the real Pluto has. I know what you're talking about, the ice formation yeah. there. Yeah. My issue is that you can't find plutonium on Pluto. <laughs> oh, come on. There's, there's, there's no dogs there. <laughs> no, I actually... Um, I need to go back to Sidonia because there's actually a statue for the face on Mars there. Oh. For hmm. that... For that rock formation that looks yeah. like a face, they actually have a statue of that in game. I've been there. Hmm? I went there. Oh, nice. I have not. I've done a little exploring, not not as much as my fellow co-hosts here, but I have. Hey, like, my bounty hunter hasn't done much exploring at all. Yeah, fair. He's a bounty hunter. Shocking. <laughs> well, I am looking forward to getting more into my politician in the next couple of weeks for sure. Um, but that's going to wrap up our show tonight, guys. Uh, if, as always, you can reach us uh, through our, our email, which is starfieldraw at gmail.com. You can follow us on X, aka Twitter, at starfieldraw, and on Facebook, starfieldraw. Our Discord is discord.gg forward slash raw podcasts. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter as well at the widget W I G I T. Go ahead. I do have a quick new, uh, announcement to make. Yeah. Um, because of our productions and doing multiple things, Starfield Brawl's Facebook will eventually turn into Raw Podcasts. So just be advised that's the, still the same page. It's just going to be encompassing more of what we do. Versus just one thing. Otherwise, I got to create like 15 pages if we do 15 podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be a pain in the neck. I've been there and done that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and where can they reach you guys? Uh, you can reach me on X at Rook213. And you could reach me on X as well at the Archon 606 Have a great week, everybody, and go blow some ships up. Peace out, everybody. Have a great week. <laughs>